Hello everyone, my name is Chris Himes. I'm the CEO of Indeed and welcome to the next installment of Here to Help. This is Indeed's look at how we have been navigating the global impact of COVID-19. Today is April 15th and we are on day 43 of global work from home. And uh, we started the series initially to share our experiences of how we've made that transition and what we've learned along the way with the hopes of helping some other folks who might be going through the same things. But with today's episode, we're gonna take start to take a, a little bit of a look at what Indeed has been doing as a business to help job seekers and employers all over the world. And when we look around, it's very clear that right now, what most people need first is to remain healthy and safe. And second, they need economic security. And at Indeed, we. We don't build ventilators, but we do help people get jobs. So let's talk a little bit about what we're doing right now. Um, today, I am delighted to be here speaking with Brendan Stern, Indeed's Senior Director for Product for our Job Seeker organization. Brendan leads the teams globally that are responsible for our products that help job seekers get jobs. Brendan, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. So um, let's start where I have uh, started pretty much every conversation I've had for the last couple of months with folks. Uh, how are you doing right now? What's going on with you and your yeah. family? Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate the question. And it's interesting, during these times, I have had to remind myself of the importance of not reflexively answering, okay, um, you know, good, because um, it's more complicated right now than normally. And I think it's, uh, one important to like acknowledge for myself that like, Oh, sometimes things are hard. And, uh, and I think it's also good as leaders to, to show that so that people inside the organization can also be real with each other of like, Oh man, I'm having a hard day today or things are super distracted or, or whatnot. Um, because obviously we are in uh, a unique situation that really hasn't happened before. So you also asked like right now. And so I'll answer right now uh, because that's the question. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I, was, I was a little nervous. You said, let's talk about what we're doing for job seekers. And I love talking about what we're doing for job seekers. And we were originally going to record this. And then, um, and then y'all were like, let's do it live. And it's like, okay, all right, let's do this live. Um, so I'm feeling excited to be talking live with Indeed about uh, what we're doing for job seekers and with you know, the folks outside the company that we're sharing this with. Um, and the, the Stern household here is doing pretty good, all things considered. Um, I got two daughters and, um, you know, we're schooling them. Um, our philosophy is mostly that if they spend a good chunk of the day reading, then they're doing okay. So um, our school has got work that they are assigned to be doing. And for the most part, we're just happy if they read a lot. So we have blocks of time where they're not allowed on devices. And uh, we have, you know, some some structure and some routine during the day to make it easy for us to get through the day. Um, yeah, and we're doing we're doing all right. And, and uh, we're very, I'm very aware that we're super privileged to have the space um, to navigate through this time. I know that it's trickier for lots of folks, some employees and, you know, just population at large. Um, this is these are challenging times, so I'm thankful for for what uh, what we do have. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for sharing that, and I think it's you know it's been a really remarkable experience here as everyone has been going through something that's just out of you know any kind of ordinary that they've ever experienced before, where people are bringing 
their home and their work lives together in a new way. And it's, and it's been really helpful because on the one hand, what's really been interesting to me is that that's always been true. Everyone has a home life and people have stuff going on that we don't know about. What happened last night in their house, what they woke up with in the morning, family members that they're worried about. And this has just brought it such front and center that I, you know, like what you said about wanting to answer that question, honestly, I think we've been getting a lot more honest answers about how are you doing when we ask that question. Um, so as a bridge, you know, that is also true of job seekers all over the world and the employers who were, were here to help. And as we're being open and honest about what's going on with us, it's, it's you know, impossible to ignore the fact that everyone is, is going through something like this. So I want to talk about what it is that we're doing in particular and, and some of the things that we've always been doing. But before we do that, I think just as a little background for some of the folks here who might not know you, describe what, what is your job? You know, what would you say you do around here? Um, but also a little bit, you've been in Indeed now for some time and you've had multiple different roles and kind of how did you get to, to where you are today? As This is all useful backdrop for the rest of the conversation. Yeah, sure. So I've been with Indeed for six and a half years and I started, you, you, uh, hired me into Indeed Labs, and that was a small team at the time that was focused on exploring new product and feature opportunities. You know, aligned with our mission, help people get jobs. A small, a small team that could work outside of the normal Indeed large scale stack and uh, do smaller experiments, move quick. That um, that eventually grew into a large and much more structured program called the Incubator, um, where you know, we basically run an internal uh, venture capital fund combined with a startup studio of about a dozen startups. And you put that together and you run this portfolio of, well, let's try this product idea and let's see if it works. And if it's not working, then it doesn't get more money from the fund. And so we shut it down. Um, and much like a, a venture fund, we have some big successes um, and we have a whole lot of small failures and that's to be expected. And some of the successes coming out of the incubator are like hiring events, um, which, is a, which is a big success. Job seekers really like it. Employers really like it. It seems to be a sustainable uh, product line. Um, and then we've got a bunch of other smaller things um, like what's coming out of the incubator right now is uh, Indeed Chat, where job seekers can initiate chats with employers. It's a uh, you know, a lighter weight way to sort of show intention or to try and carry on the conversation. So I ran the the incubator for, um, I guess, well, it's like five years of, of labs and incubator um, and then had the opportunity to come and do product for JobSeeker. And, and it's interesting, um, one of the things that prepared me for JobSeeker, so when, when I joined Indeed and we were trying to build new brand new uh, product and feature things, one of the things we did was we wanted to get really close to our customers. So we wanted to get close to job seekers. So we went into uh, our local community, which was Austin, and we looked at who else is trying to help people get jobs. And there's, there's a lot of people trying to help people get jobs. It's wonderful, like the unemployment offices and um, you know Goodwill. And uh, in Austin, we happen to have um, a nonprofit called the Launchpad Job Club, which has been actually operating since the... Uh, dot com bust. So in 2000, when the economy really struggled, um, there's there's a woman there who created this um, this thing where they meet every Friday and they would invite unemployed job seekers in and they would give them support. You know how to look for a job, how to interview, all this kind of stuff. Um, it's really an amazing organization. I have tremendous respect for for Kathy who built that organization. 
And, um, and so we discovered that organization when, when I first started at Indeed. And so I would go down there on Fridays and talk to the people and um, talk to job seekers. And then we established a partnership where we would bring, you know, four or five employees from Indeed, three or four laptops, and we would sit with job seeker after job seeker and, and hear their story about what kind of work they're looking for and um, how they go about looking for it. How do they organize their job search? What is the interviewing process like? All that kind of stuff. You know, for the for for a good a good while until we had like a big UX research function, I think I probably spent more hours sitting beside a job seeker watching them trying to find a job than just about anybody, because we were trying to think of like new things, you know, that we could do for Indeed, and so that really required um, understanding understanding the customers, and I actually think that prepared me pretty well, or I think it it certainly helped um, to then come into the product role for job seeker, having spent many hours, um, you know, with job seekers and trying to understand some of the, uh, their situation. Obviously these were unemployed job seekers and indeed, uh, helps people who are currently employed, but looking for a better job or people who are like, you know, underemployed and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't necessarily totally representative of all the people on indeed looking for work, but it was, um, certainly an interesting group to work with. So I, I had the opportunity to, uh, run product for job seeker and, and really, um, it's an interesting role because everybody, you know, like all the work happens in the teams. It's an expression that I like. Um, I, I view that job seeker has two big things that we do. One, we operate, you know, we're operating the world's largest job marketplace. And so to operate that, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, we've got all these great operations teams that are helping us to make sure that we've got uh, real jobs on Indeed that aren't fraud and, you know, all that kind of stuff. We've got um, we just got a lot of work to keep the marketplace running and keep it, keep it high quality. And then we've got a whole bunch of work improving the marketplace. And that is people have ideas about how we can, you know, reduce friction, make matching more accurate, get more jobs onto the site, provide more comprehensive information. I mean, there's just, it's a, it's a, it's a large organization. And a lot of the work that the organization is doing is just making it better, you know, week after week, quarter after quarter, make the marketplace better. So my job is if we've got these operations teams and we've got these um, product development teams, then it's um, helping to make sure that uh, we're working on the right problems, we're working in the right ways and we're working effectively. Um, we're translating you know, the, the company strategy of, of getting closer to the hire, helping, helping the organization understand what that means. Oh, we're not just job advertising clicking over, you know, we're trying to also get into handling the apply process, handling the interview process, um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So, so the work happens in these teams, like that's where it's happening. I work with the job seeker leadership. So that Andrew Hudson is the GM of the job seeker area. Um, he's got a real gift for maintaining the eye on the importance of job seekers and taking care of job seekers. And uh, for looking at the marketplace health and, and seeing how we're doing in terms of um, our core job of, you know, getting job seekers and employers connected and getting hires. So I work with him. I work with uh, en engineering leader, Kathan. Um, you know, he's the engineering leader for, for this large group of teams to make sure that they're building things for scale and building it well. I work with Annie Jarvis, who is our design lead for job seeker to make sure, you know, she's relentlessly focused on 
um, that we're building good experiences, that we're fixing broken experiences that are in, in the website. Um, I work with um, our operations leads, Matt and Mike, and they're making sure that all this big operational work is working effectively. Um, and then I sort of work together with all this and think about, um, think about you know, what is the product that we're building, um, tr- translating some of the priorities from, from you and leadership, company leadership and Andrew Hudson, also taking the great ideas from the team. So there's a lot of great ideas about how might we improve the experience. So it's like taking those and trying to balance these things together so that at the end, the teams are working on really meaning the right meaningful things to move the company in the direction that we want to move it towards. Um, so it's kind of an in-the-middle role. I absolutely love it. Feel super privileged um, to be working on it. You know, indeed great, job seeker, even better. Our mission is to help people get jobs. And we've been doing that for 15 years. And so one of the things that we've been repeating internally as all this has started is that that mission suddenly seems now more important than ever with what's going on in the world. So let's start with what are we seeing? So we have hundreds of millions of job seekers every month that come to Indeed. We have a lot of data that we can work in, but as you mentioned, we also engage with job seekers and we, we read what they write and we talk to them. What are we seeing in job seeker behavior right now? What's happening over the last month in the world? You know, worldwide, people are, you know, unable to work. And so that has resulted, you know, by, by order, by quarantine and so forth. So that has had an effect on the economy. I mean, here in the U.S., uh, I think as of like last Thursday, we had 17 million people sign up for unemployment. I think, you know, the numbers come out tomorrow, Thursday. So we'll hear, you know, we anticipate a lot more. So, um, so people are not allowed to work. Some businesses are unable to keep people on the payrolls. And so they are being furloughed, reduced hours, laid off. Um, certain industries we know are being particularly hard hit travel, hotels, restaurants, entertainment, certain types of retail. Um, there are a few industries that are, that are, uh, doing well, grocery logistics delivery. Uh, what we're seeing on, on indeed is actually, we're seeing fewer people looking for a job, which, um, so we're seeing fewer sessions, we're seeing fewer applies and, and so forth. And this might be surprising um, if, you, if, you know, if you sort of think, oh, unemployment is going up very rapidly, job-seeking behavior um, ought to be going up rapidly also, but that's not happening. And, um, and, and this is where we talk to job-seekers and employers to try and understand you know, what's behind the data that we're looking at. And I think what we're hearing is a ton of uncertainty. So first of all, people are like, am I safe and is my family safe? And that is preoccupying a lot of time and energy. Um, and then there's, there's uncertainty about uh, the layoffs. So are these temporary or permanent? And from what I understand, our user research folks have been talking to employers also and the employers are uncertain about whether they are laying people off permanently or temporarily. Certainly some employers are, are letting their employees know that they intend to bring them back. Now, none of us know when the economy is going to reopen and in what way and all this stuff. So, um, you know, it, it, employers don't know and job seekers don't know. So, so there's a ton of uncertainty. 
then I think, um, understandably, people's priorities are, um, you know, their financial support uh, if they've been laid off. So we have normal unemployment and, and the processes for getting that. And we've heard in the news that that's clogged up um, and that it's been difficult for people to reach their state unemployment offices to get that set up. And so that's taking time and energy. Um, then people may also be looking for other forms of support, you know, rent support, mortgage support. There's a bunch of um, programs that are out there for that. So people may be, you know, trying to engage with those. Um, uh, loan pauses, you know, there's evidence of various types of, of loans that are being paused, student loans and others. So, but there might be some work to navigate that. So um, there's a, there's a bunch of work that needs to be done for people to take care of their well-being. Uh, so it's, you know, uh, so, so that may also be a factor in, in what we're seeing. Um, so I think, and then also we have a hypothesis that um, in when when the economy was good and prior to coming into this, you know, there was there was the economies were generally good and unemployment was generally low, and people were open to looking for a better job. We were, you know, coming out of 2019. One of one of the things that we were talking about in the job seeker was that. Um, we want people to be open to a better job and we should be letting them know when there's a better job for them to consider. And uh, it's entirely possible and reasonable that during this time period, those with a job are thankful to be having the job and may not want to be open to anything with all the uncertainty. How could they know that this is a time to consider a company move? And so you put all those this sort of these things that we're hearing from job seekers together. And that might explain why we're seeing job seeking behavior down quite a bit right now. So given all that and given all that uncertainty, you know, we go back, our mission is to help people get jobs. And one of the things that we've been saying is that if there's a job out there, we want to make sure that we can help find someone who's looking for a job and, and connect them to that. Um, Right now with your team, how how are you looking at what is the balance between doing the same things that you've been doing always, which is helping people get jobs, making sure that if there's a job, it's on Indeed, you know, um, and then also adapting to the fact that there are differences right now in terms of who might be looking, what they might be looking for, the information they need. So how, how is your team focused right now with their energies? Yeah, I would say... 80 to 90% of what the teams are doing is the same. Um, I think we have always, Indeed has always prioritized the job seeker and getting people jobs. So, so where, where some marketplaces might have to adapt quickly to like allow free job postings, you know, for medical or whatnot, or so that like they can help get those staff, like Indeed does that. And um, we've always tried to get all the real jobs hiring on Indeed, no matter what it takes. So that just continues, you know, in, in job seeker org, um, we talk about our pillars and I think you talked about foundation in one of your talks. And, and I think it's basically the same thing we talk about. So, so much of what we do is just making sure the pillars are strong. That means we find all the jobs that are actively hiring and we remove jobs that aren't real jobs hiring. So, you know, if it's an attempt to scam a job seeker and that absolutely happens, then we want to get that off the site. If it's an employer that's no longer hiring, we want to get that off the site. So that's one of our pillars is like real jobs hiring now. We want all of them and none of the, you know, not good stuff. 
Um, another one of our pillars is just getting awareness to the job seekers and getting job seekers onto the platform. And so that's just, you know, all, all the stuff we do from our user experience, marketing, SEO, et cetera. It's like, we've got these jobs. Now we want to bring all the job seekers in. So that kind of work continues. Then we want to, in order to run an effective marketplace, we want to understand job seekers and jobs because of the nature of Indeed and the fact that we aggregate jobs, we get a lot of unstructured data. It's like job descriptions. And we get a lot of resumes that are unstructured. So one of our big initiatives uh, this year is what we say is like understanding jobs and job seekers. And that really means um, classifying jobs correctly by occupation, understanding resumes by occupation, uh, pulling out you know the skills that job seekers have and the requirements that jobs have, producing this wealth of structured information. In order to run the marketplace right now, we still need to do all that. And, and um, you know, we've got these healthcare jobs that are trying to hire. It doesn't help if they get a flood of applications that don't have the necessary health certifications. Now, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if we're loosening our requirements for health certifications, but that's a bit of a second topic. Um, but the, the, the point stands, we need to understand jobs and we need to understand job seekers if we're going to do an effective job matching them. And that's the next thing is, is one of our pillars is really what we say is like ranking and matching jobs. It's like there is, if we have, the better we do at getting every job seeker and every job makes it more important that we do a good job matching because we just, just, you know, bigger database of real jobs that are hiring, we could be putting, you know, more not relevant jobs. So super important that when we match and rank jobs that we do the best job that we can possible of that. And that we think about, you know, a healthy marketplace as we do that. And then the last pillar is just a user experience that's focused on helping people get hired. So we have all these choices about how, what job seekers see as they navigate through the jobs and through the apply process and look at companies and all this stuff. And we always, always try to make the decisions with regard to what is going to get the most hires. And so that's another one of our pillars. So 80 or 90% of that doesn't change. However, there are some things that are basically, you know, new raising of priorities or accelerating of priorities and initiatives. So um, I can talk a little bit about some of the things we're doing. The first thing we did really quickly was um, get on, get a resource center for job seekers and employers. So the marketing team um, very quickly, you know, started to connect with job seekers and employers to try and find out, you know, what information can we provide them? Let's put a resource center together. The homepage team very quickly um, got, uh, you know, the links up to that experience so that we could start to get some traffic. The most important thing is helping people connect to jobs. And it's important to remind people this because sometimes, um, you know, we have some, some great suggestions, like we should, you know, make it super prominent and put a pop-up or something and let them know we've got these resources. Like in many ways, the Indeed way is like, like we want to make sure we're not getting in the way of them navigating through the jobs. So, so we want to strike the right balance of making great, important information available but we think they come to us to see who's hiring right now for the in my area for the kind of work that I'm qualified and interested. So we did the, the Job Seeker Information Center, and, and that is uh, in many markets. I don't have the uh, off the top of my tongue, like all the markets we've got it in, but it's not just US, it's in other languages. And the marketing team has been working really hard to get those resources available. And it includes information about um, how to search for remote work, how we um, think about remote work, and we'll, I'll talk a little bit about that further. Um, we've also done some interesting initiative about about indicating that a uh, job seeker is ready to work, and I'll talk about that in a little minute. Um, but so this information 
resource center is there and the homepage team is doing something interesting. They're, they're right now exploring taking um, the most useful pieces from that information center and making them kind of available right in a dropdown from the homepage. So it's like, here's some, just here are some searches for remote work. Here are the kind of the top articles that job seekers have been interested in. And um, it's kind of out of the way, but it's, you know, COVID resources and it comes down and, and there it is. So that was one of the things that we started was the information center. No, 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 that's, that, that, that sounds pretty clear. So, I mean, and, and part of your point was it's important to have that information for people who have questions. But, um, you know, the last time I looked at the data, still most people who are landing on Indeed, the first thing they're doing is starting a search for jobs right away. So what in that 10%, what do we have to do differently to handle what are people searching for right now and what different considerations are there? Yeah. So, so one of the things we did was we did an audit of how we're handling remote work. Historically, remote jobs, um, I was checking this, I think there are about like 2% of total searchable jobs or less. So it's not it, it, like it hasn't been a massive number of jobs on Indeed, to be honest. Um, but our handling of them wasn't great. And it could be a little bit of a chicken and egg thing, like our handling wasn't great. So maybe we didn't build a big kind of business in, in remote job handling, or I'm not sure, but we, we definitely have, um, have got better. What I mean by handling wasn't great was, um, we had some employers who would post jobs and they would post them in a city. And then in the description, they'd say, actually, this is remote, but to get the visibility, they would post it in a city. There's just been, um, it hasn't been so easy to figure out how do you show remote jobs to job seekers when most of them are searching for something in a city? You know, should you just blend in remote jobs with those? It's not clear. So our, our handling there wasn't wasn't um, wasn't as good as we, we think it could be. We have had the teams really jump on that and make some improvements to that handling. Although we still want to experiment because it isn't clear exactly what the best the best way to blend remote and non-remote jobs are for people who are just sort of searching in cities. And as I mentioned earlier, we want to get that right so that we actually maximize the number of people getting jobs. So, um, so we're exploring that right now, but our handling of remote jobs has gotten a lot better. And, and that's really, one that just coming from the, the earliest data that we saw was the percentage of searches for work from home or remote went through the roof kind of overnight when basically when the, the stay at home orders started coming in. Yeah, I think it. I think it like tripled or quadrupled. Um, I think it's still below like four percent of total searches, um, but it was like one one and a half or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely a, a ton more interested in, in remote jobs. Um, and one thing that I'm actually really really proud of the teams for putting together it was it was a cross team initiative, which was recognizing that some jobs, some companies are hiring. Um, and it may not be like a frontline job dealing with the public. So, you know, it's uh, an office job, but the offices are closed. And so um, in this uncertain time, like, can we provide clarity to job seekers about what's going on? So we created the taxonomy team, created an attribute of a job, you know, which is like, is it, you know, is it an in-office job? Is it a remote job? Or is it temporarily remote due to the COVID-19 health crisis? And so, um, and, and that's real. That's like a new scenario they were able to get the attribute created pretty quickly then the dratus team got it into uh, the dratus funnel so they're asking employers you know is this that's the internal name for anyone who's outside of indeed what you're talking about is the team that handles jobs posted directly to indeed 
Yes. So the Indeed product where employers can post jobs, it asks those employers, is this job, you know, would it be an in-office job, but right now they're working from home. And um, from my understanding, about 10% of the jobs that are being posted directly to Indeed have that um, click chosen, which is actually quite a bit. I think we've got, I checked on Monday, I think we had about 30,000 jobs in the US that had that attribute. And that helps to reduce uncertainty for the job seekers and, um, and helps the employers to recruit people. So that's awesome. Um, and we also uh, created instructions. So uh, I'm not sure if it was the CS team or the marketing team. Actually, it was a collaboration to put together uh, an information sheet for enterprises and indexed employers, you know, the, the employers whose jobs we, we get either by a feed or by crawling their career site. Um, how to mark jobs as temporarily remote due to COVID-19. And so then that allows all those jobs to get tagged with that as well. And so the benefit is, you know, for all these employers. Um, and uh, the job search team went ahead and put a feature on the search results page and the view job page. So when job seekers are searching, um, they might, you know, I might be doing an accounting job and this one might be temporarily remote. And here I see it, you know, I, I search for accounting and, and there's this job and it's, um, you know, remote work available right in the search results. And I click in and it says this job is temporarily home. They ran, you know, we're very data driven and we want to make sure we're not hurting the marketplace. And from what I understand, looking at the data by running tests, we saw that this was lifting the, um, the applies to these jobs. Um, so it's having a, a positive benefit in terms of job seekers reaching out and applying to those jobs. So um, we like to think that's a good a good thing for those job seekers and those employers. Um, so so yeah, so that's this this new um, you know temporarily remote, and then also just uh, people sometimes when they're searching for remote jobs, they put remote like does it go in the what or the where? You know, we're normally we're like accounting job in Austin. What, like, what do you do with a remote? Like some people are putting it in the what, um, you know? So we're just cleaning that up so that it doesn't matter where they put it. Um, we recognize that they're looking for a particular type of job and that they are looking for remote work. Okay, great. Let's make that uh, work really well. So yeah, that's been one of our big initiatives has been to, um, to make remote work handling, you know, work really well for job seekers and employers in this period. So that that sort of to me is is an example of you know one of those pillars of understanding everything about jobs and about job seekers and what is different about this time from before is the importance of this work from home so we can get more information to to understand um, about a job that we can then use to convey to job seekers. On the flip side, understanding everything we can about job seekers, you had you had mentioned before about ready to work. Can you talk a little bit about what what the goal of that is and and what we're seeing so far? The, the idea here is that we have um, we have you know employers that are hiring in many of the industries they want to hire very quickly they're trying to fill quickly and so um, there was a kind of information gap of like well is this person who's applying you know do they have a normal notice period in certain markets there's expectations about um, how long it's going to take from when you you know sign an offer to when you can actually start is it going to take a couple of weeks. Um, and, um, and so, uh, we have to, we have to sort of think delicately around this because one might think we should ask you, are you unemployed? Um, maybe we don't want to just ask if someone is unemployed. What we're really trying to get at is like, are they available to work right away? 
So, so what we did was, and this was another um, cross team initiative. Um, and uh, I actually think it was, it was uh, great that they were able to do something very quick. So we wanted employers to be able to identify folks who could start work right away and didn't have a notice period. How might we do that really quickly? Um, they had an idea that we could put an attribute on the profile. Um, you know, we have, we have a job seeker profile with all kinds of information. We could have this nice structured thing, you know, when are you available to work? And we're working towards that. But in the meantime, what we did was um, we made it such that if, if uh, a job seeker put a hashtag ready to work, in their resume, um, then our system, which analyzes this unstructured information and creates structured information, could just see that, create a structured attribute. Oh, they're ready to work right away, and our systems could use it. And so, um, so we had uh, a couple a couple places in the job seeker experience in their you know resume profile section, but also I believe on the homepage and maybe even on the SERP, we we asked the job seekers like, can you start right away? You're looking for a job. Are you available to start right away? And we just made it a little one button click. I am. And, and we put this uh, hashtag onto their profile. And then the rest of the Indeed system does its magic. And now we know that that profile represents a job seeker who's available to work right away. Okay. So um, we, you know, this was launched uh, fairly quickly. And I think we already have about 600,000 resumes that are tagged as ready to work. And we just expect that to keep growing. Um, and uh, that's, that is available worldwide. Um, the resume search product. So this is where employers are like, you know, searching for uh, potential employees and reaching out to them. They added that as a searchable filter very quickly and got that rolled out worldwide. And um, and I and uh, some of the data is coming in already. Employers are using this. Um, I think more than eighty or ninety thousand job seekers were reached out with this the response rates from those job seekers are higher than, um, than, you know, uh, other, other job seekers. So there's like an indication that this is helping the marketplace hire faster. Um, it's also being added as a feature to our invite to apply emails. So when we consider inviting job seekers to apply to jobs, it could be that knowing that they are ready to work is, is another signal that can help move things faster. Um, and, and so all of this happened very quickly. And then in the meantime, we are going to make this be a more structured um, attribute on profiles long-term and make it work in all the international markets and all this stuff. But I think it was a great example of teams trying to solve you know, this problem of how might we get people hired faster? How might we help employers who need people right now? You know, it's, it's funny you said it's sort of 90% on the stuff that we've been doing and 10% on these things right now, but it sounds like there, there's certainly a lot that we're, we're doing right now. Um, and, and other teams as well. And we'll, the, the next talk like this that I'm going to do is um, I'll be talking to Ryan Arroyo, who's the product manager for our virtual hiring events product. You mentioned hiring events, which came out of Indeed Incubator. And that team overnight pivoted 100% of their efforts towards helping people do interviews and, and hiring uh, completely over video because that's the way that that's happening right now. There's a lot of other things happening across the company, and I assume that the job, job seeker team is, is helping out in all of those efforts. Yeah, I mean, we, have, we, are, we are partnering um, with enterprise, SMB platforms, everybody, um, and they have been great partners with us. You know, like I said, Resume Search got that in really quickly. SMB and our um, job posting funnel got that temporary attribute going. I think there's been really 
really excellent collaboration. And then, you know, as a job seeker org, we have been asking, um, you know, the, the employer side did like, how can we help? You know, what, what, what are you seeing that's different? Um, there's an interesting question of like, um, what's going on for employers right now? Um, I have, you know, been paying atten- some, some attention to that. There's a big question. Are they getting the qualified applies that they need? You know, is the marketplace health working? From what I understand, some of the big employers are getting the applies and some of the, the challenges they're having is like navigating those applies in, in a sort of timely manner. Um, but the job seeker org is definitely interested in, in partnering. You know, we can't get people hired unless we've got all the all the jobs and, and we're you know connecting the right job seekers to them. So in addition to all the work that, that your team is driving based on what's right in front of you, um, because you're the team that manages, you know, the, the thing that is visible to the outside world that represents Indeed, um, I, my understanding is that you're hearing from literally thousands of employees with their ideas about all the things that that Indeed could be doing. How are you helping to sort of navigate um, all of those ideas as they come in? And, you know, what observations do you have of, of what you're hearing from around the company? Yeah. So we have, so the uh, first thing we did was we created a big Google Doc and it was like, um, you know, hey folks, if you've got an idea of how we might be able to help, start to write them down. And we started to get all kinds of stuff. Um, and then we um, we put a we put a, a team together who is handling these COVID related ideas. Um, we've got Q Kim, who's been the main point person working with Abby Carlton for social impact and others. We've got representatives from each of the GM areas who are helping to triage these. Um, and together we've been looking through all the ideas that have come up and, and a bunch of the stuff that I talked about came from the employees just like, okay, let's get started on this. This is what we can do. Um, this was not top down. So none of this came from the top, just to be very clear. These are employees throughout the organization who are like, we can solve things. We can solve some of these problems. This is what we're seeing. Let's get started. Um, one of the impressions I have is like, we've just got a bunch of big hearted people inside the organization who really want to help employers and job seekers. So there is just a ton of ideas. I don't know what our, I think our, I don't know, like probably 150 of these things have been submitted. Um, And uh, there's all kinds of, like all kinds of stuff in there. Some of which is, would be hard for us to do, you know, it's like, can we rebuild, um, I don't know, can we rebuild the unemployment websites for all the states or whatnot? I mean, I'm glad Google has been helping out uh, in NYC, and I'm glad to see that. Um, you know, we have a, our philosophy is that we've got an awful lot that we need to do in our marketplace right now, and so that's what we want to do. But there's been, you know, can we offer? Can we help cover the payrolls for some small businesses? I mean, there's like all kinds of stuff in there, um, and I love it. Like it's it just shows how much people want to help get people working again. But we've been looking at it. A sort of trying to focus on things where we think there's a real problem in the job marketplace and how might we solve that. Um, and we've had some really good discussions um, about stuff like, for example, and these aren't easy, like volunteering, you know, Indeed Indeed is, uh, is a place where people go to find paid work for the most part, um, you know, so what should our stance be around volunteering, volunteering to staff some of the critical medical stuff, you know? So those are like good, interesting discussions. And I think in search quality, we actually did ease back some of our um, 
some of our guidelines around volunteering specifically for COVID critical employers and industries, which has been interesting. There's been some debate about, you know, can we can we prioritize recently laid off job seekers and, you know, give them some kind of boost? Um, and that's a that's an interesting idea. Um, it's not clear. Like, is that the right thing to do? Um, you know, the to prioritize the recently unemployed over the longer term unemployed. Um, you know, there's not an easy answer to that question. These are the kinds of things like, you know, as a as a triage team, we, we kind of grapple and discuss. Should we ha- allow employers to like keep jobs up and maybe collect resumes, even though we know they're not hiring right now, but they might be hiring, you know, in a week or two? Those are difficult questions. But of course, nobody knows when they'll be able to hire. And we try to focus on companies and jobs that are hiring right now for the benefit of the job seeker. So that's another just difficult um, kind of thing that we've been grappling with as we go through this. Um, but the, 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 you know, there's a number of smaller other projects that are underway that we haven't even talked about. And I do want to encourage folks in the company to continue bringing out uh, any ideas and especially, especially ideas that are grounded in a real problem that an employer or job seeker is have, having, you know, if there's something that you're hearing, that's like a real, a real problem. Um, and you can connect with someone who, who can speak and, and share that problem. Um, then that's particularly helpful. Yeah. And I think that that all comes back to the mission of the company is, is to help people get jobs and, and the things that we have been doing all along have really had that singular focus. And so right now, um, you know, we're benefiting from the fact that everyone who's at Indeed is here because they can, I mean, you've got the t-shirt hung up behind you over there. Uh, but, you know, everyone in the company, that's, you know, it's on our t-shirts, it's on our business cards. That's what we, you know, we like to say, it's what gets us out of bed in the morning. It's what keeps us up at night. And so people have been remarkably focused on, you know, what can we do right now to, to help? And that's, um, it's been, a, it's been a beautiful thing to see. I want to just talk a little bit about how your team has managed the, the change to uh, working from home. So you've had a team that, you know, up until recently was already distributed. You have, you know, more than a thousand people on the job seeker team in six countries around the world. Um, what have you seen in terms of how the change to having everyone working from home has um, affected the way that you work and collaborate, you know, what's been more challenging is anything, you know, in any way gotten, gotten easier and, and, and how's that transition gone for the team? Yeah. So there, I have sort of two answers to that. Um, you know, the, like I said earlier, all the work happens in the teams. I mean, that's where like people are either checking to see that this job is legit or writing the code that's going to be a test that's going to be a feature that's going to help people get more jobs. So, you know, I get secondary reports from the engineering and product leaders about how their people are doing. And the the, the response is mixed. Like, you know, lots of good stuff is still getting done. But for some folks, it's, it's very hard. Like we talked about earlier, some folks, you know, um, maybe having a very small child and having to care for that small child during the course of their workday. So obviously we understand that is going to impact. Overall, um, as, a, as a leadership team, we're just talking with Kathan, who's sort of looking at um, the best available data about how 
the work is going and the work is still going really well. So, um, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, like, that's great. Like, however the work needs to go, it needs to go right now. And you've talked about this and I've talked about this. Priority number one is the health and um, security, safety, well-being of people. So that's number one. And work is getting affected. Okay. Um, you know, priority, priority, like after that, you know, um, is how can we operate and improve this marketplace? And it is continuing to be operated and improved. So that's sort of one side of this. The other side is just like the people I work closely with. So the people that report to me or that I work together on a daily basis. And I hear, you know, um, I hear a mix of things. Um, so, some, some folks have, you know, family members that are sick and like are really having a hard time. Um, and uh, this Christ health crisis is closer or farther, you know, from some folks. Some, some, some employees have people working on the front lines right in their home. Um, you know, there, there's a, like a, a, a lot of different experiences that are happening right now. Um, we were a distributed organization. So the Job Seeker Org is actually in seven offices worldwide already. We were, you know, Tokyo, Singapore, Hyderabad, San Francisco, Seattle, Vancouver, and Austin. Um, we were used to, as a leadership team, managing a worldwide organization. So that was lots of Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think in many ways, we were already prepared for that. I personally am missing that periodic you know, visit to spend FaceTime with the teams. We had been doing these um, twice annual round the world uh, trips as a leadership team. And we would meet with every team, you know, um, and try and get the whole team together um, and, and check in with people and, and allow folks to ask questions and have this back and forth. Um, and, you know, uh, I miss having that personal thing. And I do think I think that there is still something, um, you know, missing when you don't get to do that. And uh, also, you know, there are some like brainstorm sessions and things that I really miss being able to just be in a room with a couple people and, you know, a giant whiteboard wall and work through some stuff. Um, so for the most part, I think it's going pretty well. Um, some things are more challenging and I bet there are solutions to some of that brainstorm in a room stuff, you know, virtual whiteboards. I don't know. I haven't tried some of that yet. Um, we were supposed to have a leadership offsite um, at the end of April, you know, 30, 30 kind of leaders from the job seeker org. And we're just starting now to think about how might we, you know, accomplish what we intended to accomplish together in a room for a couple of days, but now we're all going to be in zoom and stuff. And I think there are tools, zoom breakout rooms, whiteboards, other tools, um, and, and I think we need to like, I personally want to like get better with some of that stuff because there's some things that I want to try and accomplish that I haven't really tried doing yet remote. So, um, I think that's a great lead into, to kind of the final question and, and where we can wrap it up, which is, um, there's a whole lot that, that people are missing right now and are eager to getting ready at whenever we're ready to get back to sitting in the same room with people and having lunch and working on whiteboards and, um, and then there's also a number of things that I think a lot of people looking at this have, have looked at this time and whether it's slowing down or spending more time with their family or connecting with other people, um, or finding out that actually there is a lot you can get done, uh, working remotely and work and collaborating with remote folks. What are some of the things that you think 
um, will have just changed about how you think about, you know, work and, and, and your life that, that you expect to, to maybe carry forward when, uh, when things go back to whatever they go back to after this. The, the scale of connection, there's been this like great equalizer of distance. Um, so, so I, I've experienced this and I've heard from others that people are connecting with people from their past and in distant places that maybe they hadn't talked to in a couple of years. So, you know, I, over the course of my career have lived, uh, you know, in England and Australia and Saudi Arabia and various places. Um, and I have reconnected with people in the past month that I hadn't talked to in five years. And really like, you know, it's spurred because we're all at home and like, you know, you can, you can set up a zoom and like, where are they going to be? We're all at home. Um, and, and that's really, I don't know, it just makes us realize that we can connect virtually and it's nice. We've done a bunch of zoom dinners with, uh, either family, my family's in Canada. Uh, like my brothers and sisters are all in different cities and we would normally get together during the summer for a week for kind of a family reunion thing. Um, we've been doing Zoom meals together, and um, and that's great as a as a way to connect. Um, there's a haven't you also been a, connecting with your neighbors? Yeah, this is funny. So um, so our neighbors across the street from us, um, you know, we, we we're friends with them, and uh, early on in this, we like said, hey, like five o'clock, why don't we sit? Uh, in front of our houses across the street from each other. We're fortunate. It's not a busy street. It's a quiet street. So we set up some lawn chairs and got some drinks and just checked in with each other. And uh, we enjoyed that. So we've been doing it every day since. I think we're four weeks. And um, just for stubborn fun, we've done it whether it was rain or shine. So I was in a winter jacket and a scarf and an umbrella um, earlier last week, I think, when it got cold and rainy. Um, but it's, yeah, it's great. And I've spent, you know, uh, at least seven hours, like an hour a day talking to my neighbors and we would, you know, hang out and whatnot, but I'm, I'm spending more time with them than I did before. And it's actually really enjoyable. Um, we're getting to know each other really well. So it's just, it's just surprising the different ways that we are connecting. It's like really hyper locally, the people that we can see as we walk around the spaces we're allowed to navigate. So, and then really far because it's all equal. So it's like, if we're doing it with Zoom, it could be our city or it can be, you know, some of our favorite people from far, far away. Yeah. So I do think just kind of in closing that, um, you know, we've made this adjustment to what are job seekers and employers looking for right now. I think there's going to be a set of changes um, to how people work and how they look for work that the you and your team will continue to um, to observe and uh, and respond to, to try to, to help connect um job seekers with opportunities. So uh, thank you, Brendan, for for taking the time today. Thank you for everything that you do for Indeed and for job seekers and employers all over the world. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks to you. And thanks especially to the whole company, everybody who's working super hard to help people get jobs. You know, that's where the work happens. Thank you. Thanks a lot.